You're listening to Backstage at Lyric, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes at Lyric Opera of Chicago. Backstage at Lyric features in-depth interviews with singers, conductors, and creative talents at one of the world's great opera companies. For additional podcast interviews, subscribe to our RSS feed or visit us online at lyricopera.org. Tenor Piotr Bechawa is backstage at Lyric. You have to find your fun also in this kind of work to find the next step. What what I can change? What I can find to do something new in my in my my voice? Hmm. From the role to the role, you know, because I saw I sang a lot of Mozart also, and there's a huge difference between you know, Mozart tenor roles and and Faust or Verte or, or, or Duke or Ballo in Maschera. It's another stories actually and uh, you have to find your own way that's it thank you for downloading this edition of backstage at lyric i'm mark travis producer for this series and my guest this time is the polish tenor sensation piotr bachawa who makes his highly anticipated lyric debut this season in the title role of guno's faust october 5th through the 23rd mr bachawa electrified audiences worldwide last season when he filled in at the last minute in the Mets' live-in-HD broadcast of Lucia di Lammermoor. I spoke with him about the role of Faust, as well as his philosophy of singing and musical life back in his hometown in southern Poland. Here's part of our conversation now. I was looking at your calendar, and uh, 2009 seems to have been kind of the year of Faust for yeah, you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's four productions, uh, you know, one behind the other, and it's... Uh, it is very important and nice for me because it it is a, a basic role for me now, mm-hmm. uh, that center role, and to make productions like this, it helps amazing to to develop the role. You know? because you know I did before I was in Vienna for two productions. It's not so nice. It's a little bit modern, a little bit without ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is amazing. And, you know, the possibility to, to work with the original uh, director, it's also another, another uh, thing. It's uh, more important and we can find something new, you know. That's, uh, that's very, very important and I'm very happy to, to make it. Wonderful. You mentioned developing the character and being in four productions. You also had the opportunity to portray Faust in the Berlioz, Damnation of Faust. And, yeah. and this is interesting because Lyric is actually presenting both of these operas this season. And so I wonder if you might talk to what are the differences? I mean, obviously the music is, is much different, but where are the differences in the actual character between these two? You know, Gounod and Berlioz, they took two different stories from the whole story of Faust because you know, the whole mm-hmm. story of Faust from, from Goethe it's very complicated. It's actually not possible to to make it on the stage, you know, completely. Even in the theater, they make not the whole story. They make some couple of uh, stories with this. Right. But uh, the story of Gounod, it's more specific on the story of Margaret, mm-hmm. Margaret and Faust, and the Danation de Faust from Berlioz. It's really a Danation of Faust. Mm-hmm. It's like a title. Right. He tried to change it for his music uh, vision of 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 this uh, of the story. Mm-hmm. And and Gounod was really a very precise 
with the drama is. He is very precise to change the scene from one to the other, but it's really from the point of view of Margaret. Mm. And of course, the music is not very different, but uh, it is a little bit other because Gounod is written an opera, right. and Berlioz, it's maybe a something mystic, uh, some between oratorio and opera, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's uh, great music, but it's not very easy to put this on the stage. Uh, I did it just in concert uh, mm-hmm. in Madrid, and uh, it is a good solution. You have a re- very, very good director to, to put the Nation de Faust on the, on the stage with very good ideas. <laughs> yeah, right, of course. What do you think Faust's motivation in the Gounod piece is for making this bargain with the devil? Sometimes we hear it's youth, sometimes we hear it's love, sometimes we hear it's riches. What is it to you? Is it all these things? I think the point uh, when Ma- Faust makes a decision is, th- is the love. Yeah. But you can, you know, love in this case is not only love. It's really love with the oath, to be young again. And the story is a little bit complicated because I talked with our director, Frank uh, mm-hmm. Cosaro, and he told me it is ag- again and again and again the same story. Maybe it's happened a couple of times already. Mm-hmm. Faust makes his life again and he makes the same mistakes you know, public and everybody knows, oh, ma- maybe now he will be make a correction. Mm-hmm. No, he makes the same mistake. And it's so, um, I hope we can show it. It is a couple of points in, in our uh, production where we can we can show it for public. Then he, he knows it is actually already happened, the same mistake. And, and uh, he's not coming back to the old man at the mm-hmm. end. The tragic in this situation is he's still young and he has to live next 60 years to this moment when the opera starts mm. with this you know trouble in his back in in this whole uh, problems they are repeats and repeats again that's what it's new for me really mm-hmm. because i thought I, I didn't thought uh, in this kind of interpretation i thought the situation changed Faust coming to to the begin of the opera at the end the contract is gone and and Margaret goes to the heaven and Faust is coming back to the old man but our interpretation is is different we yeah. we make the end of the opera is actually the begin of the next 60 years of Faust hmm. and it's it's more horrible <laughs> Right, because he knows he he will be making the same horrible mistakes in his life, and and after sixty years we'll be landing in the same rien uh, at the begin, and it is m- more and more horrible, and it's so human. Yeah. Actually, is Faust a wicked man or is he a human man that's just made some bad choices? He's not bad, not good. He's like everybody. He tried everything in his life to find something, to find the highest sense of, the, of, the, of life. Maybe on the wrong uh, way. I don't know. It's, uh, but everybody can make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's, that's very human. All this was happening with Faust and Marguerite. 
can happen to everybody, you know. Yeah. Of course, except devil, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you have enough movies today uh, with devils and demons and whatever. Mm -hmm. they, they try to help people <laughs> to go to the hell. Right. And uh, it's, it's a story about to try something and to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, you know. Right. Now, this opera is full of great tunes, and I think yeah. our listeners are going to enjoy just how many they recognize. And of yeah. course, one of the great show-stopping moments is the aria that you sing, uh, yeah. Salut de Merachasta. Can you set the scene a little bit for our audience? You know, th th it's a moment when uh, Faust, pushing through M Mephisto, mm -hmm. he's coming to the, to the place of Marguerite, and Mephisto is preparing everything perfect. He said, okay, there's some, some flowers from Siebel. I go and find some very nice, you know, for you. And, and he left me alone in this place. And uh, it's so charming and so, so pure. So Faust see how pure Marguerite is. Her life is uh, good in this way of pureness and uh, clearness. And uh, that's something completely new for him. And he just described this feeling. It's not the aria, it's actually cavatina. Cavatina is, doesn't describe uh, something real. It's, it's describes something emotional, something happened in his heart. And that's, uh, the music is so pure and so delicate. Of course, I have a high C. I have, I don't know, a couple of uh, beautiful phrases, really a ten of phrases. But it's actually very, very intimate. Mm. Uh, scene. Is it difficult, because this is the type of cavatina or aria yeah. that will so often be lifted for concert performances yeah. or for a, a, a CD, is there any difference in approaching it as a standalone work versus in the context of the entire role? Yeah, of course. No, it, it is a, a separate number. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, something... Uh, at no beginning and on the end, something like by Papuccini or, or right. by Verismo. Mm -hmm. It's have small recitativo and then the first verse, then it's the middle part and the second verse and, and high C and the end. That's a very nice form mm -hmm. of this area. But in the performance, it is describing the moment. Yeah. We prepare the moment and the moment going to the end. In the concert, you just try to sing a beautiful aria and it's not a time to describe something really because you know the people doesn't see it uh, it's a uh, more a showstopper mm -hmm. because it's very famous and very everybody knows it's high C and and it's uh, very difficult and it is a different story but I think it's more intimate uh, and more warm and more uh, delicate in the show you also have a fight scene in, yeah, uh, yeah. in, in this uh, when uh, Valentin, uh, Marguerite's yeah. brother, challenges you. Talk to us a little bit about the challenges of um, doing that. I imagine it must be very choreographed with uh, Lucas it Meacham. Is. Yes, it is. Uh, a fight choreographer, Sam, mm -hmm. he's uh, worked with us. And, uh, yeah, that's not so easy because I'm drunk. You mm -hmm. can imagine. I, I can't fight as Faust. And... It have to be shot like this. It's very precise fight, 
but I have to play a drunk man who cannot fight. It makes this story a little bit difficult, mm-hmm. but uh, and we are uh, with music together. That's mm-hmm. also that's the, the third uh, right. step. And but it's it's I like this very much because it's the end of the third set. It's very nice music, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, of course, I win. <laughs> I have to win, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, we practice this every day, and also by ev- every show in the, in the in the break, we have to practice it mm-hmm. to be very precise, because it could be dangerous, really, really sore. It's not not something uh, we can be hurt, and uh, you know, it's 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 a great a great moment. I'm very happy that I can make it here, mm-hmm. because in Vienna we don't have fight, Faust. Uh, do nothing and, and Mephisto make some jests and Valentine is mm. falling down. Mm. That's uh, a bit too much, I think. We have to show public more more from, from this uh, for the really story. Well, and plus this, at least uh, in some interpretations, can almost be a bit of a turning point. There is some sense that Faust regrets he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to take Valentin's life, does he? Not really. It's yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's accident, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have no chance Right. I have no chance, but Valentin is a soldier. Mm-hmm. I'm a private person there, you know, I have no idea what I'm to do with the, with the sword. And that's uh, the possibility I, I, I kill him is really zero. It's just because the Mephisto helped me is possible. And uh, it is really like this uh, in the show. Then it's happened just by accident. And I'm very surprised, oh my God, when I'm done. Uh, you know, and, and the same moment comes Marguerite and it's it's very it's a very short moment they show the public my turn i'm so far i'm completely down because i'm drunk i killed somebody and it's damnation de faust you know it's mm-hmm. the faust uh yeah, fall, fallen from grace yeah yeah, yeah because the, we don't have we don't have walpurgis night and mm-hmm. that's the next step to going down and then then the ra- the last one is is very he's He's hit rock bottom. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Broke man. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you and um, what was musical life like uh, where where you grew up? You grew up in southern Poland. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had nothing to do with music until 19. Really? Yeah. It is maybe for, for many, many young people to make an encourage to, to, to start to sing so late. But it's it's really true. I I start with nineteen with small chorus and and then step by step I I did my my uh, degree in music academy and you know seventeen years ago I st- get my first contract and step by step very slowly and gently mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I am where I'm yeah. I, I am now. You know. Wonderful. Was opera and good music readily available? Not really, not really. When I was a student in Poland. We don't have recordings and anything, mm-hmm. you know. We, we, we just have something. It was uh, late 80s, mm-hmm. and uh, it was not so easy to find a good recording. So, you know, with somebody got, uh, you know, Turandot with Corellian Nielsen. It was, for us, you know, something from heaven. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, slowly, slowly we, we have to pos- possibilities to... to to meet another, meet another another singers, another you know vocal teachers, and, and that's uh, that's a process, you know. Everything changed and and, and developed, and it's it's really a long process. Hmm. Many um, 
young singers go through some period of transition in their voice. I've known many tenors who, at one point in time, were bassos. Did you go through a transition no. like that, or was the voice, it was no. just always a lyric tenor voice? No. At the beginning, I didn't have a high notes, and I know my, my, I could be a baritone. Mm-hmm. But I knew, actually, inside, I'm a tenor. And it is a lot of more work to make from, you know, a student who starts tenor, a quality tenor, than a baritone, you know, roles like Guglielmo, like Papageno, all these Mozart uh, things are easy to sing mm-hmm. with a wide voice also, you know. You don't right. need high notes, you don't need low notes, it's just a little bit nice in the middle and it's not sometimes enough. Uh, sorry for my baritone colleagues uh, to <laughs> say that, but most of the couple of them, uh, of, of those, uh, they are actually tenors inside. Right. But, you know, it's a lot, lot of work to change the voice so far to to reach the 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 the, the tessitura and everything you know mm. to find the right color on every every role that's that's a, a huge uh, work and and you know you have to find your fun also in this kind of work to find the next step what what I can change what I can find to new something new in my in my my voice mm. from the role to the role you know because I saw I sung a lot of Mozart also and it's a huge difference between you know, Mozart, uh, tenor roles, and, and Faust or Werther or, or, or Duke called Ballo in Maschera. It's another story, actually. And uh, you have to find your own way. That's it. Hmm. Chicago has a very large Polish community. In <laughs> fact, I think second only to Warsaw, yes, actually, yes, in, in, in uh have you had an opportunity to tap into... Not yet. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm in contact, you know, in, in, f- uh, by phone with some of uh, those people and, and also with Polish uh, consul, consulate, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, I make it after first show because now I'm, I'm so busy with, right. with rehearsals, I, ca- I, can't, I can't make it. But of course I, I will, I will. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's terrific. You can get to the west side and yeah, uh, yeah. you find, uh, you know, puczkis and yes. pierogi uh, and yesterday, yeah, sausage. Two days ago we was just with a car, with car uh, we draw just just through Chicago, and mm-hmm. I saw old Polish church. You know, right. It was so funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Uh, Saint, yeah, Saint Stanislaw, yes, of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's not uncommon to see Movimi Popolsku yes. on, on certain <laughs> it's signs. Very funny. Very, very many many people there. They just like you. Know, they talking some some words. You a know, little but bit. Very good. Right. If you grew up in, yeah, in yeah. Chicago, yeah. you've heard <laughs> a, heard a few of these words. No, you know, through, place, from your really. classmates. <laughs> um, music, of course, is a vocation. It can be all. Consuming, but uh, I have to imagine that there are things that you enjoy doing when you're not performing on stage or, or locked up in a in a practice room. What are what are some of those things? You know, how do you relax? You know, of course, I have I have a couple of things to do for my next uh, you know concerts and and and, and uh, uh, next next roles, but actually not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I practice a little bit, and uh, I want to go play golf with my wife. You know, it's not so nice uh, golf courses here. Right. And uh, I rent the car for the last whole stay, and we, we try to 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 ex- escape all this uh, Michigan. Oh yes, <laughs> it's it's nice place. I hope the weather will be good enough for, to make it. Mm-hmm. And 
No, we, we just enjoy to stay here because we have two days between performances. We can do a lot of nice things there. Quite a lot. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, following these performances, I believe you go to Spain to yeah, uh, do Bilbao, Faust yes. again, right? And then around December, you begin a run of several yes. Rudolfos, <laughs> yeah. uh, including appearances at yes. the Metropolitan. Yes. Is, does it help you? Was, was that deliberate? planning to be able to immerse yourself in, in yes. those roles or was that a coincidence? Yes. It, is, it is planning yeah. uh, because uh, you know my, my, my plan is, t- is to make a enough Faust it's a, it's a basic uh, French repertoire role mm-hmm. to make the next step. I make in, in the summer my first R- Romeo and, and Romeo Juliet mm-hmm. and I think so much Faust so so it gives me uh, the security in this kind of music. And the same thing is uh, by Rodolfo, you know. I sang Rodolfo the first time nine years ago, and then it was stopped for seven years. And I did last last year my first after the seven years, you know. that's I feel that my voice needs a lot of Rodolfos yeah. to make the next step in this uh, kind of music, you know. Yeah. That's, that's my plan for basically... Same thing was with with uh, Ballo in Mascara and, and Rigoletto. I mm-hmm. had sing a lot of Rigoletto before I did the step uh, to go to ba- Ballo in Mascara, and this takes the risk. The new role, more heavy role, will be danger to you. You know, right. when when I, when you are really good prepared for for the next step, nothing can happen. You can enjoy it. Terrific. Well, uh, congratulations again on uh, these performances at Lyric, and continued success and good health to Thank you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Backstage at Lyric, the podcast that takes you behind the curtain at Lyric Opera of Chicago. For additional interactive content and to order tickets, visit us online at lyricopera.org. <laughs>